back to where we go, getting getting back to where this whole thing started. Right. What I don't understand is just, okay, so let's say you don't like Brock Purdy or you don't think that there is going to be a quarterback that is going to continue to produce like this. And that's just the way you feel. Fine, I guess, even though there are a lot of data points being returned that you might be wrong about that. If that's what you want to go down in, fine. But to just discredit it and to not even appreciate it. I mean, here is a story that you will be handed maybe probably not one more time in your entire life covering sports. So can you enjoy it a little? You know, I mean, like, like, like I... Was it just that much of a different world where the Kurt Warner story was met with a little bit of wonder and excitement? And this is just being met with skepticism and questions. Like, I don't understand how the fact if your whole point is Brock Purdy isn't Patrick Mahomes. Well, very few quarterbacks in the history of football have been the fact that you're even trying to compare the two of them means something about the compare. Like what has he done to put himself in a position to be compared to the best, which you say he's unworthy to do and unqualified to even be in this conversation yet here it is. And you're the one who keeps on bringing it up. So would you at least acknowledge that the guy you're saying doesn't belong in the conversation has forced his way into it to the point where you can't stop talking about it? So ser- clearly something's happening, right? Does, does anyone I else mean, see it like this? The, I, I just think it's one of those. I mean, so we're willing to give Josh Allen all kinds of, of passes for throwing, you know, tons of picks because he's what, 6'5 with a gun? Even though he's never won any AFC championship games, he's never gone to the Super Bowl, but that's okay because he's six five two fifty. You had a, you had a segment this week on NFL Network that the entire thing was I don't care that he keeps on losing to Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking Josh Allen, and he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Like that right, segment right. happened on uh, how come that how come that segment can happen for Josh Allen, but not Brock Purdy. First of all, it's a stupid segment, so let's not even do it anymore. But how come that? How come the avenue of what hasn't happened yet still is going to be the defining trait? I believe in this guy can be that way for that guy, but what hasn't happened yet for Brock Purdy is the defining trait and can't be discussed in any way that is positive until he proves me wrong by hitting me in the head with a Lombardi Trophy. It's interesting just to take all of these things and put them into one. Somebody had this tweet. It's not mine. I'm reading it from somebody, and I don't know who, who had it. So if this was your tweet, sorry that you're, I'm not crediting you. But I saw this on Twitter. It wasn't a, from any you know anybody I knew, just some random, but it was an awesome Larry, tweet. Larry, it was a nobody, and you lifted it. Let's yeah, be I lifted it. Well, I'm going to read it to you right now. There were seven terrific quarterbacks. That's the Amy Trask reference. Seven terrific quarterbacks entered the divisional round. Four of them, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, uh, Brock Purdy, and Jordan Love, had the ball in their hands late in the fourth quarter with the potential to come from behind and win. One of them did. Brock Purdy. Mic drop. Well, maybe that's why Amy Trask insisted he was unlike the others. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because he actually went out and he, he won the game at the end. I just, I don't know. It it's just, just easy to go. It's easy to go against Brock Purdy because, you know, at the end of the day, he doesn't have super broad shoulders. He doesn't have the biggest arm. 
Um, all of the all of the things that make Brock Purdy awesome cannot be seen by the eye. And you would think a guy like Ryan Clark, who knows football, would understand that and appreciate the fact that this kid's super smart, super gutsy, tons of accuracy, tons of 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 you know, he processes what he sees at a really high level. You would think that Ryan Clark as a defensive back would know this and see this, but no, he doesn't. So that's okay. No, no. Well, well, what he, it's even worse than that though, because what he told you is that even though he wasn't seeing it, he was lying about it. Right. And now he would like to walk that lie back. What's really weird is that you would walk that lie back while the motherfucker is in the NFC title game. Like what it's the wrong time to, to like bet against the premonition that he might be good because here he is on the precipice of greatness. Like now's the, if you did believe in Brock Purdy, it's a little silly to pull back on that now, isn't it? It, it none of it makes sense. This is why, um, this is Ryan why Clark feels like he's got good job security. Clearly. Look, this is why major media continues to be a disaster and is failing, and there's nothing on TV about sports that we watch other than the sports itself. Um, it's why YouTube is important. It's why I think you and I are important to have our reasonable voices in this conversation because the amount of unreasonable voices, not just coming from unreasonable places, but unreasonable voices being propped up in the highest of, of you know places to be talking from, have just, I don't know. It's like the 49ers just drive people nuts more than any other team out there. And I, I really don't know why. And, and again, why is Brock well, Purdy? He, Brock Purdy I, I, got, I got one more team. thing to say about that. He's like, the worst thing, listen to the way he said, phrased this too. The worst thing that could happen to the NFL is that the 49ers have Jordan Love. Well, if you're, pre if, if, what is it? Is this now every team against the Niners? Is this, are we now rooting for anybody to win the Super Bowl but the Niners? Wait, wait, Where wait, does wait, that wait, come from? Wait, wait and, and Jordan Love now equals Super Bowl automatically? What, what, well, what are they Exactly. And, and that the guy who threw two interceptions in the fourth quarter is now d undeniably better than the guy who won against him in the fourth quarter by going six for seven. I mean, it's just like, what are we talking about here? So the loser's the winner, the winner's the loser. Uh, and But then the, the whole idea that the league should be thrilled that Jordan Love is, is not a Niner, that is all is so anti-49ers. It's like you wouldn't be that anti if it was the New York Giants. Hell no. Why? Because there'd be all these New York Giants fans in your freaking grill every day when you walked out of ESPN, every day when you walked down the street in Manhattan. You would oh, never make that statement, but the Niners way out on the West coast, I'm, I'm not going to run into any of their players, fans, owners, executives ever. So I'll just shit on them over and over and over again. Cause they're way out on the West coast. I mean, what, why, where did that come from? I mean, some, you wouldn't say that about the Eagles. Wouldn't say it about the Pats. Wouldn't say it about the jets or giants. Because they're right there. You're in the you're in the, the city. You're gonna have to face up that criticism. But right. you want to rip the Niners way out in the West Coast, go for it, baby. Rip them up and down. I mean, it just shows the lack of accountability. What but you know player, what? He, what? He's gonna be wrong and he's gonna look really bad. What player added to the New York Yankees would make the New York Yankees bad for baseball? Exactly. 
you know what it, it just doesn't make much sense right um right so. exactly that that's well that's the best way to put it it, I mean, it, does, it doesn't make much sense. Here's the thing. These are these um, are people that started the year telling us that the Jets could win the Super Bowl. Right. The Warriors, Larry, the Warriors are bad for basketball. Kevin Durant going to the Warriors right. is bad for the NBA. Bad for the NBA. And they, and they haven't even come close to the ratings and attention since the team that was bad for the NBA, right? Like the entire world leaned forward to watch this team that you insist is bad for the NBA play in the NBA. And as soon as they got off the stage, people basically stopped fucking watching the NBA. So they weren't bad for it after all. Could you imagine out. if the Knicks had what the Warriors had and you went into oh. a huge diatribe, how Kevin Durant on the Knicks was bad for the NBA? No one. Nobody would ever no say that. One. By the way, if... If Steph Curry were a New York Nick, he would be the single most hated athlete in the world because he would have been so shoved down our throats on a nightly basis. Like, it, it, oh, my God, you, 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 you don't want to live in the world where Steph Curry is a Nick winning championships. It would be like he lived with you. You would hear about him so much. Steph Curry can win championships and MVPs and break three-point records with the Warriors, and we don't even really talk about him that much locally. Like he's hidden in plain sight for the most part, because it's just, there's a level of expected greatness here and we just sort of let it happen. And then we don't, we don't just talk about it incessantly. It, uh, I, anyway, um, let's get to some, let's get to some super chats. Let's, let's get to it. some. And then Larry, I want to come back and we are going to wrap up today's show talking about the NFL coaching carousel. It is spun enough to where we need a little update. So we'll do that to wrap up today's show after we get to all these super chats and some other things that you might've uh, uh, set aside for this segment of Wake Okay. Ernest Angulo says, put the fall off season for Brock, put the fall off season for Brock. How much kid is arm strength improve? I don't, there's not a lot of English in that. Um, Ernest, Ernest, I, Ernest I I'm going to buy you a Warner's. I'm going to buy you a Warner's. How about this? I basically think, can I buy a comma, uh, Vanna white? Can I buy a comma? I think his question is essentially, what do you think of that Brock Purdy kid? And our answer <laughs> is we like him. We like him. There you go. But we love you, Ernest. We like him, but we love you. Thank you Kevin very much. Wood, Exactly. Kevin Woods says winning this year puts Shanahan in a Hall of Fame discussion and makes Jed York one of the top young owners in sports. Could Lynch be a two-time Hall of Famer? John Lynch being re-inducted into the Hall of Fame. Do they do that? Has anyone ever gone in as a player and then be inducted as a as a coach or an executive? Has that happened? Did Ozzie Newsom get that? <laughs> no. Once you're in, you're in. But um, sort of for the body of work. But I mean, there are some guys who definitely probably could have been. Um, who's who's the <clears throat> well? John Madden was a great coach, and you know, I mean, he could have been in three times. He could have been in for his broadcasting, is he in for his coaching, or his video game? But is he in? Is, he, is it like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where Don Henley can go in as a member of the Eagles, and then Don Henley is also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as an individual artist? Is that? Let me call Chris Rose. Let me call Chris Rose and ask him about the uh, Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. James Foster way, says, I want sorry, them to. What's that? Joe, Joe Mauer, first ballot Hall of Famer. Get the fuck out of here. B 
Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame. Joe Maurer's a first ballot Hall of Famer. What what, what are we doing? Harold Baines, we- Hall of Famer. Roger Clemens, not. Bud Selig, Hall of Famer. Barry Bonds, not. Look, Joe Maurer might very well. Look, he should be a Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer is reserved for the greatest of 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 the greatest. Was Joe, Joe Maurer better than Buster? Hall of Famer is insane. So if that's the thing. If Joe Bauer is a first ballot Hall of Famer, Buster Posey should be inducted today. Forget the waiting period. He should be in today, and he should go in unanimously. If if Joe Maurer is a first ballot Hall of Famer, what is Buster Posey? Come on. I love Harold Baines, but come on, man. Harold Baines over Barry Bonds? And I understand why Barry Bonds is not in, but... Bud Selig presided over the steroid era. Nobody saw their salary escalate like Bud's did. Bud is in. Bonds needs to be in. How how friendly was Joe Maurer to Ann Killian to get into the (laughs) Hall of Fame this quickly? The Baseball Hall of Fame has no credibility because of the way they have uh, handled the the Joe, you know, the Joe Jacksons, the Pete Roses, the Roger Clemens, the uh, I mean, it's it's supposed to be a freaking museum. What museum do you know of that only uh, remembers the history that they they like to remember? I mean, that's basically it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's um, mentioned. How do you? How does Bud Selig? What Bud Selig was an executive. He was a used car salesman. That current worth is over four hundred million dollars. Much of that wealth. And net worth is due to steroids, and yet he is celebrated and in, and he had no discernible talent at all. He just somehow found a way to own the Seattle Pilots, somehow sur- surf that to the Brewers, somehow in the midst of no leadership, uh, got promoted to commissioner, you know, presided over the most lucrative period of history due to steroids. And he's in, but Barry Bonds is a special talent who I saw hitting balls 200 feet into the sand dunes at West Sunset as like a 14-year-old who had a gift for the game and is one of the greatest offensive players the game's ever seen and had a Hall of Fame resume in 1998 before any known associations with Balco, Victor Conti, or steroids is not in, but Bud, used car salesman, is in it's ridiculous the only thing that bud selig did in his commissionership that actually turned out to be good for baseball was expanding the wild card round i didn't like it at first now i obviously see the merit in it so nice job there bud that's a nice that's a nice little wrinkle that doesn't put you in the hall of fame the two the two biggest moments that happened during his commissionership were the advent of the internet and steroids and bud is responsible for neither of them and he handled both of them so poorly that that should disqualify him from the hall of fame because the steroid thing turned into a, a puritanical witch hunt of bu- just buffoonery and uh and he's, in- a, and he's a proven liar right, and, and if you don't if you don't know that go read go read our good friend um uh, Howard Bryant's book on juicing the game where Bud claimed to not know anything about performance enhancing drugs four years after he had meetings that were documented to discuss performance enhancing drugs.
Yeah, no, the guys, the guys are charlatan. And again, there's no, there's no sport that was playing during the advent of the internet that became less popular than baseball. So right. great job, everyone. Oh, let's get back to the chat here. That's right. a, there's our hall That's of a, fame. There's our bud ceilings of jackass tribe of the day. Basically you can skip baseball season. That's all you need to know. Everyone. Yeah. The Giants aren't them, and Bud Selig is not him. All right. Uh, him, James, they're not them. <laughs> James Foster, I want them to come out in a five-man front. They did it against Jacksonville from the first play. It set the tone. Jacksonville only scored three points. I want them to tackle better. They missed nine tackles last week against Green Bay. They have to tackle better. I called out Logan Ryan. Steve Wilkes called out everybody else. I don't care whose fault it is. They have to tackle better. Does that even count as a missed tackle for Logan Ryan when he got juked, like just totally out of his, he didn't even touch the player. So is that a missed tackle? I don't yeah. even, I mean, I'm calling it a missed tackle to me. It was an embarrassment. Kevin Wood says might need to be a CMC day, but as a slot receiver, that's that I, I can see that too. I asked CMC yesterday, Damon. Um, I said, Christian, how, you had 17 rushes against Green Bay. What's an ideal number of rushes for you? And he's like, it's not the number. It's what I do with them. And uh, he gave the right answer for sure. Um, but I want to see Christian get 20, 20 totes. Um, 20 totes of the rock for Christian. That's, at least that's my over touches. At least you 25 know. touches. At least. And here's the thing. When McCaffrey is in the slot, that doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be an empty backfield for Brock. Put Elijah Mitchell back there. Put Kyle Juszczyk back there. Put Especially, Jordan yeah, Debo can't go. Give me uh, give me Elijah in the backfield and give me CMC. Uh, I'll say this. CMC is an incredible athlete, too. The Niners have a have a basketball hoop in their in their locker room. I heard Larry hits threes on that. Uh, Larry airballs threes on that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, and hits people changing in the ass with the basketball, but CMC yesterday probably hit five in a row from three. He, him and him and, uh, Trent Williams had a little wager going, had a little wager going and Trent missed and Trent was pissed. Let's just say that Trent, Trent's a hell of a shooter too. But by the way, I said, Trent, man, you, you're not a bad basketball player. He's, he's like, it's my first love. You know, who's <laughs> a hell of a shooter last night, Harrison Barnes, but that's another show. Would you trade Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell for Andrew Wiggins if you were Sacramento? Or I would do that if I was the Warriors. You want Wiggins? I'll take uh, Harrison Barnes back and Davion Mitchell. Let's call it a deal. Would you make that trade? Yeah, I would. I don't know why Sacramento would. Supposedly they're tired of Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell has lost his spot in the rotation, and I think they would do that deal too. Uh, J.J. Raider. Debo probably banged his mom. Is he from Philly? Oh, this is Gardner Johnson video. Gardner Johnson. Thank you, JJ Raider, sponsor of the Ganja Jar. <laughs> there you go. Frank Tom Ocean, LK Jesse Cone, 2024. Great show, studs. Go 49ers. I appreciate that. Ramon Gonzalez. If at beginning of the year, I'm told we played Detroit at home in the NFC championship game to get to the Super Bowl, I am thrilled. Yeah, there you go. A little perspective on this one. But you know what they say, be careful what you wish for. But that's a good point. If you told Niner fans week one, you've gonna have you're gonna be in one game at home 
to go to the Super Bowl and you're going to face the Lions. Are you down? You'd be like, hell yeah, bring it on, right? Be careful, though, because what is passed is sometimes prologue the last time the Detroit Lions won a road playoff game in their franchise's history was at Kizar Stadium in 1958 over the 49ers. So you don't you don't you don't want to uh, have that pendulum swing back to you again. And by the way, too, as good as the Lions are, they're just the fucking Lions. So you better you better not lose at home to the Lions. I don't can, I get, can I get the can I get the one ass cheek three toes? You sure can, Larry. I'm glad you asked for it. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. <laughs> That's got to be the greatest soundbite of all time. Followed by. Come on, Dees. Dees nuts. <laughs> uh, one more. One more on the ass cheek. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. Oh, that is just beautiful. That is a that's a great human being, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I asked Colt McKivitz yesterday. I'm like, dude, win, lose, or draw. Dan Campbell does seem like the like a cool guy to hang out with, and he's like, yeah, he's kind of like an old school football guy. Uh, Scotty B says this game is worth a hundred million or more for Brock. If he wins it, he's the 49ers quarterback for the next six years. If not, Cousins is under center next October. Oh, I don't buy that. No. Come on. Really? Scotty. We're not doing this. They're going to Kirk Cousins if they don't win this game. All, all those Brock's number one in the league. Now you're just going to put that aside. And wh- what happens to Brock then? You're going to trade Brock if he doesn't win this game? You're going to blame Brock for Kirk Cousins? Come on. Come on. Daniel Jordan just says, hey, I'm Daniel Jordan, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you, DJ. Thank you, DJ. Appreciate you. Mon Green Eggcorn says, with the weakened Lions defensive backfield coverage, is Kyle opening the playbook with Hollywood, Flea Flickers, Playground Purdy, Sizzle, or is a vanilla ground and pound play action hang the NFC pelt on the wall? No, I think it's I think it's let it all hang out, baby. You got Kindle, you got you got uh uh what's this guy's name? Kindle Vildor. Um, back there, it's time to, it's time to crush some Kindle Vildor, which sounds like a really good bottle of vodka, doesn't it? Damon, would you like a swig off the Kindle Vildor? That's, that's, that's not vodka. That'd be like a scotch, a really peaty, mossy scotch from the, from the Southern Isles. (laughs) It's my special bottle of Kindle Vildor. Well, Kindle Vildor, you know what? Congratulations to you and yours. Open the bottle of Kindle Vildor, honey. <laughs> we will drink no wine before it's time. Kindle Vildor. Uh, <laughs> Greg is gone. Toaster smoke. Uh, Who's getting right. toaster? What's toaster smoke? I don't know, but it just sounds funny. Toaster smoke. All right. There you go. Those are uh, our, our 11 supers for today's show if anybody wants to drop more supers between now and then uh, i will keep my eye on it but let's talk coaches yeah thank you very much again uh, you know appreciate uh tipping the bartender you can certainly help out the bartender just by liking and subscribing so thank you very very much it's also great damon before we get out of here before we get out of here not to interrupt but i saw the odds on what they list as the best casino hotel in las vegas so we can get you can guess what's number one, uh, but I'll give you that. There's the top ten best top casino 10. hotel in Vegas. 
yeah top 10 well my, my i mean i've always got love for caesars i'm a caesars guy i really like the cosmo caesars is, is one two three four five six seven eight nine nine oh wait one two three four five six seven eight nine so I guess it's the top 13 here. Yeah, they're nine. Okay. Well, again, I'm just I'm plus fifteen hundred. Old school guy. Um, it's an, it's not uh it's not the jockey club. They're gone. Goodbye, jockey club. The Yaki Club. <laughs> uh I don't know. Would it be the Venetian, Larry? Is it Encore? The Venetian is plus six hundred. They're the fourth choice. It's not the Venetian. What, what is this? And we're, we're the the most popular is the Cosmo. It's, it was it was listed as the best casino hotel in Las Vegas. Casino hotel in Las Vegas, and it's not win. Is it? Win is number two. Win is number two at plus two hundred. Aria is plus seven hundred. They're number five on the list. It's not the Luxor. It's not Circus Circus. <laughs> Circus, circus. It's not medieval times. It's medieval times. There wasn't a medieval times. What was it? Excalibur. Wasn't that one of their? I'll, I'll count it down for you. Here it is. Okay. At plus a ton, the flamingo looks like plus uh, 15,000. Uh, flamingo. Then they've got the golden nugget, the D. Not even familiar with the D. 2,500 <laughs> Planet Hollywood. Plus okay. fifteen hundred Caesar's Palace, plus twelve hundred the Mirage. Now we're Miragi. going back. Now we're going back to the eighties. The Miragi, plus eight fifty the MGM Grand, which is smaller than some cities, or some bigger than some cities. Plus seven hundred Aria, plus six hundred the Venetian, plus five hundred Cosmo. Plus three fifty the Bellagio, plus two hundred the Win, and minus two hundred, as listed as the best casino hotel in Las Vegas. Not Mandalay, Circa. What do you think? Have you been to Circa? So I've been to Circa, and the problem with Circa is that it's it's just not on the strip. It's in old Vegas. Otherwise, so that's where VEASAN is. They had the best sports book you've ever seen in your life in Circa. Uh, they've got the stadium swim. Um, but to, to me, you're, I mean, I, I don't even look at Circa as a strip property because it's not. I wasn't even thinking Circa. So that's, I. but I, so I've never stayed there. I've seen, I've, I've had a couple drinks there with Goulet. That's by that's the way, Damon, just, I just want everybody to know this. You and I, if the Niners win on Sunday, will be meeting with the guy who owns the Palms to discuss doing a show on a regular basis next next football season on Niner Road Games from the Palms Sports Park. Oh, so we, we will be uh, flying to Vegas eight times next year and inviting people to come out with us for fabulous prizes? Well, we're talking maybe four to eight times. We're taught we're, we'll be in negotiations, but we're we will have a, a, a dinner. I was told with the owner of the Palms next okay. week to discuss like us coming out there. I like that. Um, All right. Again, I could I could get us. Uh, 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 how about this? When 95 seven, the game sent Steinitz and Guru 
to Circa, that was a deal that I put together. That was supposed to be me and Ray going, but then I got laid off, and uh, I'm glad that Steiny and Guru had a good time setting up. <laughs> By the way, deal that I put together in person with the owner of the casino. Uh, Mark Graves says Larry's gambling channel coming up. Callie Young drops this one in there. He says, Larry, make sure you got singles. Oh, what could you possibly be referring to? Um, uh, Digital Drew, our good friend, says, like and subscribe, you heathens. Amen. And then we've got this one. This is maybe the one that makes me smile the most. Google and Skynet. If the Niners win the Super Bowl in Vegas, Larry's going to wake up in a gutter somewhere the next morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Kevin F says the Maloofs. No, the Maloofs no longer. The Maloofs ran the Palms into the ground in bankruptcy and sold and no longer own it. Thank you, though, for your um, Maloofs references there. That used to be that used to be the JT the Brick hangout. They used to have the uh, what nine? I think was the name of the steakhouse inside the Palms for a while there. Um, hot, hot, hot. It really isn't anymore. So, does the Rum Jungle exist at Mandalay anymore? I don't know. If so, I've got to hit the rum jungle. Uh, back, Nicotina, there goes Kevin Kruger's college fund. Kevin Kruger's going to be out of college, you know, within the next year. You're talking about Benjamin Kruger's college fund and Christopher Kruger's college fund. Um, Herbie Holland. Way, uh, Uncle Damon, by the way, was talking to Kevin Kruger this yeah. week saying, look, Kevin, if the Niners are going to the Super Bowl and your dad and I are going – I want you to skip class. I want you to just pull. You, you will never learn anything this week in college that will stay with you the rest of your life. Going to the Super Bowl, that'll stay with you. So come with us. Yes, yes. Sorry, Herbie Hall, and, and he will be coming. Herbie Holland says, Circa is trash. Please, Caesars, baby. I'm a Caesars guy. The problem, with, again, Circa is nice. It's well done, but it's on the straight up. You are, I mean, this is, you're in the, this is Arkansas side of las vegas the fremont street experience <laughs> this that is, is the, arkansas yeah, you been to arkansas you got some serious serious redneck patriot can patron. i tell you my redneck arkadelphia story no <laughs> i can't tell it to you no 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 you certainly can i've not heard this were you at some okay so i'm driving from shreveport to memphis on a scouting trip okay and i stop at a gas station in arkadelphia Arkadelphia. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all you need to know right there. Arkadelphia. I'm in a, I'm in a it's, it's like a Subway sandwich. Um, it was like a restaurant, a Subway sandwich, and a gas station. Wait a minute, so they got Arkadelphia and they got Texarkana? Like they're yeah. just taking whatever. What, what, they're whatever, just stealing. Whatever city you're, you border on, that's going to be the name of it. In fact, once we go there, it'll probably be an Arc Francisco. Uh, <laughs> But I'm in Arkadelphia and I'm at a I'm at a gas station and I look at the guy who's who's doing the, you know, the, running the register and he's got just he looks like Marty McSorley. I mean, he's got he's got like one tooth in the front and the rest is just wide open, right? I I look at the 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 guy behind me and he just looked like hell. He's just down on his luck. And I'm like, "Where the hell am I?" And the lady turns to me right in front of me and she's like, oh, you're in Arkadelphia. And I look down, she's feeding a baby that could not have been more than seven or eight months old 
a 7-Eleven Slurpee out of a straw. Arkadelphia. Streets of Arkadelphia. 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 Oh, my God. That's that's fantastic. That's uh, uh, Somebody asked about what's the run jungle. No, no, it's the rum, rum, R-U-M, jungle. Again, that was the hot spot in Vegas years ago. I might not even exist anymore. It's like going to Caesars and be like, we're going to Pure tonight? Yeah, they pulled Pure <laughs> out of here a long time ago, buddy. You're new. You, what you, you know? It's, it's it was sweet though. It, it was sweet. It it looked like it, it. It had the you know purple lights and the rain, and it looked like a rainforest jungle. It was re- very cool spot. Um, I bumped into Sean Elliott there one night. Holland Tracy says, "Larry, I hope you convince Steve to start Brown Spurs." Sean Elliott. Yes. Okay. Yes. So get this: we both, me, me, and Sean Elliott both got booed. Because I was there for the uh, De La Hoya fight, I believe. And, of course, he's just Sean Elliott. And we were both on the list uh, by the people at Mandalay to get into this club. But the club, it was a Friday night, and the place was had a line about 350 people down the thing. And the girl up front told me and Sean Elliott, as we both walked up to the, uh, to the front, oh, you're not on the list. So we both start walking back to the line and somebody came running, you know, she blew it. She's wrong. She's fired. Please come in, come in. Of course, they just wanted Sean Elliott, who was dressed in like a linen suit. Larry Kruger's here. <laughs> Larry Kruger's here. So they, they walked us to the front and because there was like 300 people in line and we had just walked past all these people to go to the back of the line they started booing us as we were walking to the front of the line getting getting booed at the rum jungle hey to right you know you've made it when you're getting booed walking into the rum jungle so congratulations um we have a couple more uh here we're going to talk head coach and carousel okay. and then we're going to spin out of here yes herbie holland says i see i need to see chase young and nick bosa especially bosa play like miles garrett and tj watt this sunday please they need to make a major impact. Herbie, hey. you, truer words have never been spoken. Yeah, and and look, Nick Bosa's had a good year. He's not paid to have good years. He's paid to have great years. And this was not a great year for really any element of the Niners' defensive line. They can make all of that go away by showing up this Sunday and then in one more game. And all if I was if I was talking uh, to Chase Young, I'd say, "Hey, Chase, it's been a decent year. You come through." with a couple high-profile high sacks, and somebody's going to cut you a fat check this uh, this uh, this March. Yeah, do it for so, team reasons. Do it for selfish reasons. Do it for all those contract year reasons. Let's go. Mon Green, Egghorn. Predictions on Purdy's box score Sunday night. I think he's going to throw 67% completions. Uh, he's going to throw for 290 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And the 49ers are going to win 31-20. If you're selling all of that right now, I'll buy it. It sounds pretty good to me. Are you ready to uh, do a little spin of the uh, head coaching carousel? Yeah, let's do it. Because we got a new name hopping on the carousel. A couple of them. Yeah. First of all, obviously, 60-year-old Jim Harbaugh is leaving Ann Arbor in the rearview mirror to come back to the NFL. Harbaugh with the Los Angeles Chargers is the most important thing to happen 
to the Chargers since moving to Los Angeles, to be completely honest. Uh, Justin Herbert and Jim Harbaugh and a defense that he will make better are going to be a factor, I think, right away. Look out yeah. at AFC West. you got Harbaugh, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, and the Raiders obviously are coming back with Antonio Pierce, who's got uh, you know a locker room behind him, but Raiders dysfunction still to overcome. AFC West just got better, man. It reminded me of my Sac State public speaking class, Damon, where I would wait for the person who couldn't speak at all and then say, I'll go next. Uh, that's Jim Harbaugh. Mike Singletary can't coach his way out of a paper bag. I'll go next. Brandon Staley's a tire fire. I'll go next. He is so smart because he goes to the places where there's talent in place. They're ready to win but they had a horrible coach and then he steps in. They're going to be in the Super Bowl within three years. And I also think that Jim Harbaugh can smell an owner. He can bully. And I think oh, yeah. that he looks at the Spanos ownership group and thinks, all right, they should be on team. Do whatever I say really quickly. And that is how Jim wants to operate. Uh, so Harbaugh, 60 year old man is the oldest coach to take a new job this year. And it's not Bill Belichick because the news is the Atlanta Falcons after interviewing Bill Belichick twice and everyone in the world reporting that that deal's all but done. It's Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris, 47 years old, back to Atlanta as the team's new head coach. Remember, he was named their interim coach when Dan, uh, Dan Quinn got his and good um, coach, really good coach. He is a good coach. And oh, by the way, Sean McVay's got an opening and a defensive coordinator position to fill now. So um, interesting move there. Raheem Morris back to Atlanta. Dave Canales, only 42 years old. This is maybe the most surprised, didn't see it coming higher of the entire cycle. He's now with the Panthers. He's going to go deal with whatever bullshit David Tepper's got for him. But Tampa That's Bay Tampa's OC, right? Yep, Tampa lost yeah. its offensive coordinator. Jared Mayo, youngest of the group, 37 years old. The man in waiting now in New England. Brian Callahan, the Bengals offensive coordinator, 39 years old, Larry. He's now with the Tennessee Titans. But every single one of these guys, including Raheem Morris, Except for Jim Harbaugh, you and I are older than all these guys, man. That's the, 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 This is a young man's game. This oh, it's an absolutely a young man's game. And now the question is, um, everybody thinks that it's a fait accompli, that the commanders and Adam Peters are going to hire Ben Johnson away from the Lions. So a lot of people feel like Ben Johnson's going to get that commander's job. And then who's going to get the Seattle job? Dan Quinn? I mean, that's the, the talk. Um, we'll see there. But you know what it means is that Belichick is not getting any of these jobs. There were tons of people that laughed when I said Bill Belichick should be the Niners pivot if they lose this year as their defensive coordinator. But think about it logically. And the people are like, well, he can have any job he wants. He's going to have his pick of jobs. Really? There you go. Every you know, There was a bunch of jobs available. He got none of them. So what's Bill Belichick going to do? He's either going to retire. He's going to be as a defensive czar somewhere or he's going to be a consultant. If the Niners lose either Sunday or in the Super Bowl, Kyle will not blame himself. Invariably, it will come out, it will fall down on the defense. And I think the Niners should cut Bill. I'm not saying they will, and I'm not saying that 
that uh, Belichick would take it. But Belichick loved, loved Shanahan. Shanahan loves Belichick. Shanahan told me years ago that he studies Belichick's defensive plans every week. Belichick's defense this year wasn't like he lost his fastball. Their defense was better than the Niners' defense. The Niners are supposed to have this awesome defense. They were eighth in total D. New England had a nightmare year. They were seventh in total D. Belichick, the general manager, undid Belichick, the head coach. But Belichick, the de- the uh, defensive czar, is absolutely still as genius as he's ever been. If I'm John Lynch, if I'm Jed York, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I don't even care if I win. Win or lose, I would hire Bill Belichick and give him a huge check to come in here and run the thing. Why? Because, one, there is no better current defensive backfield coach than Bill Belichick. He's got a great eye for defensive backfield talent, and he's a great coach of defensive backfield play. And look at the 49ers right now. They have Talanoa Hafanga, Demo Lenore, Ambry Thomas, Jair Brown, Samuel Womack, Darrell Luter Jr. They have six really young DBs. And if they lose, they're probably going to say goodbye to guys like Tayshawn Gibson, Isaiah Oliver, and Logan Ryan, and go get three or four more young kids in the draft. They're going to have a baby secondary. Um, and they're and what better person to coach a baby secondary than maybe the greatest defensive backfield coach, um, one of the greatest in history. I mean, he's right there with Ray Rhodes. Bud Carson, uh, Pete Carroll, um, George Seifert, um, you know, as far as great, you know, Ray Rhodes is maybe one of the best ever, but Bill Belichick maybe is the best defensive backfield coach ever. And the Niners have a bunch of young DBs and there is no cap on what you pay your, your defensive coaches. I'd give him the big bag to come here next year, win, lose or draw. I mean, I, I, I don't know Everybody how laughed at it initially, it, it but it sounds like a great dream, but it sounds a little pipe dreamy to me now. Well, what's maybe, he going to do? Well, that's the thing. Maybe he doesn't want to do anything. And maybe, maybe he said, if he's I interviewing, if though, I, he's been interviewing I be out. I don't know. I don't know. Does he want to be just a defensive coordinator and just bury himself in the X's and O's and not deal with media anymore? Maybe. How, how about not DC? How about, how about not DC? How about this? How about. If they if they moved on from Wilkes, and I'm not saying they should, but if they did, what do you think of Vrabel as the DC and bring in Belichick as like the defensive consultant? I mean, you're talking about football genius. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan's got the offense. The last thing Kyle Shanahan wants to be doing is putting his fingerprints in any way on the defense. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl where he was just the offensive guy and he had Wade Phillips as like the defensive head coach. Why not do the same? I mean, I l- l- sure. It sounds great. Yes. I would suggest bringing in Bill Belichick to coach your team or consult with your team in any capacity, if available. I sure. I also can't, I just can't see it happening. I can't picture it. No, I know. I, I, I can't picture it. I, but I, I will I say this. And I I brought this up before. Bill Walsh, I mean, we're talking about a, Bill Belichick's in his 70s. Bill Walsh in his 70s, after he won with the Niners, coached Stanford and then came back as like a Niner VP. Ozzie Newsome is older. He's one of the greatest GMs ever. I just ran into him in the press box the other day. 
He's a he's a personnel consultant for Eric DaCosta, who's the general manager. Sid Gilman is like the fo- the father of the forward pass. He was the Eagles quarterback coach in 1981, two decades after he made his name with the Rams. All I'm saying is there is a place for the veteran awesome coach. Um, I mean, Dante Zarnecchia is probably close to 80. The best coaches, the smartest football men, there's always a spot for them in your organization if you're smart. It would be the Vic Fangio move with a better ber- version of Vic Fangio, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's why Vic I'm Fangio is going to Philly, right? Is he going to Philly now? Yeah, he's going to Philly. Oh, all right. Yeah, Philadelphia made a lot of uh, different moves to their coordinators, but uh, it's amazing that both Sirianni and Mike McCarthy survived kind of some epic collapses in the postseason, but it happened. Um. So there you go. There's your coaching carousel. And by the way, it does feel like Kyle Shanahan has been doing this forever around here now. And he has gone so salt and pepper uh, in, in his five o'clock shadow and a little bit around up top too. It feels like he's a, you know, Kyle starting to turn into an old man. He's got to be getting closer to 50. No, Kyle Shanahan is still only 44 years old and he just turned 44 in December, Larry. He's still, I mean, if Kyle, here's the thing, if Kyle Shanahan, wins a Super Bowl and gets that house credit that really stays with him. He could coach this team for another decade. He could coach this team for another decade if he gets his Super Bowl. And then, you know, it's just the world opens to him. It's already kind of, I'd I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I mean, I, you know, I like Kyle. I think he's smart. Um, and, um, you know, to me, Kyle Shanahan is Andy Reid before Mahomes. And now he's got Purdy, and it's time to win. You know he has his guy, and the question is: Is Purdy good enough to climb the top of the to the top of the mountain? I personally think he is. There's obviously people that don't agree with me. We're gonna find out. Larry, uh, when when you need a guy, Lowry. Wait a second. I've got one more on that on that front. Do I don't go there yet? Okay. Joseph Vernberg says, would you say the Lions are harder or easier opponent than the Packers? Also love the show, guys. Makes me excited for Fridays and Mondays, which, hey, Joseph, that makes us excited. Seriously, that you would feel that way. I think it's an easier opponent. What do you think? I do, too. I Well, you and I both said that. Look, when we say something one week, it doesn't mean it vanishes the next week. We both said that we thought the Packers represented the hardest team to beat of the remaining final four in, in the NFC, obviously can't play yourself. So we were talking about the Packers being more dangerous than the lions or the Buccaneers. And I still believe that this should be an easier game. There's a part of me that hopes that this really is a fun NFC championship game. And there's a sense of real celebration, not just tight sitting on pins and needles, Levi stadium all Sunday afternoon, like the Niners, have the capacity to beat the lions hard and loud. Now look, the lions are no pushovers. They've got the capacity to win this game. Absolutely. They do, but the Niners should, the Niners should be at their best and they just got the ugly one out of the way. And I think that that's good too. You know, they're, I think they're, they're just, they gotta be ready for this moment. They've been in this moment for three years in a row. They know about it. The pressure to be this, the, the, you got to go to the Super Bowl. There's no other outcome that can even be close to being dressed up to being successful other than a Super Bowl appearance. 
So it's got to happen. They it's need to happen. make it happen. They got to make it happen, Larry. They as the old coach, happen. as the old coach used to say to me, Larry, you're fucking lazy. And then he would say, but it's the way you play the day you play. Look, for, you know, if it doesn't happen, we're right back to where we started this year with Grant counting fucking training camp interceptions like they're the biggest deal in the world. And and it's going to be a year of no matter what they do in the regular season, there's going to be some asshole in the chat going, can't win the big one. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that you <laughs> won know. by 30 this week. They fucking suck. Seriously, they, get it Let's done. Just please get it, get it done. Shut that guy up. And I just I can't deal with it anymore. All right. M- MF, MF says, Larry and Damon, I'm going to be in a state of depression when the Niners win the Super Bowl and then the Giants start. It's the most boring problem product ever at third and king you are right and then he follows it up with larry and damon are my favorite giants niners takes of all time Thank mf you, mf Thank is the much. man he is the man look uh, it's gotta happen for just sanity to come back into the conversation our sanity the sanity of this franchise the sanity of all involved who cover it and who talk about it it's just they the 49ers have been stuck on pretty freaking good for way too long. They got to take it that one step further. It's There's time to nothing. run through the tape, baby. This is it. This is it. Um. All right. By the way, speaking of this is it, I found an awesome Trent Balky. Here we go. Here we go. This is this is live and current Trent Balky dodging blame. By the way, Sunday, your Niner fans are going to see how great Aiden Hutchinson is, right? Aiden Hutchinson is a blue chipper, but he didn't go first. He went second in the draft because Trent Baalke took Trayvon Walker instead. Oh, I might have gotten that one wrong. And here's Trent today trying to deflect the blame, let's just say. The entire defensive staff of the Jaguars, I know you guys don't follow the Jaguars that closely, the entire defensive staff of the Jaguars shit-canned. But Trent keeps his job. The man who took Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson has this to say. To, 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 to where you want, I mean, I know you always want more, but have you drafted enough when you look back at it, or have there been too many misses, especially in those middle and late rounds? Uh, we, we Again, we feel we've got some pretty good football players. Sometimes you got to execute the vision that you had for, for these players. Uh, you know, Coach and I have talked a lot, a lot about uh, this year's class in particular. You know, the onboarding process of them, getting them up to speed, trusting them. Uh, we're, we're in a state of development. You're in a developmental league now. Uh, you don't have time to um, say that we can shelve them for a year. Or we can shelve them for two years. You got to get them up to speed quick. And uh, when you when you go in and you have as much collaboration as we do, because trust me, we have a lot of collaboration on these decisions. It's not one person making the, uh, these decisions. So when you look at bringing in a player and the vision you have for them, at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, did we execute that vision or didn't we? And uh, I think if you ask coach, and certainly you're asking me right now, we've got to do a better job of, of that vision and executing it. But we feel really good about the young players we got. Have they all reached their, their potential? Not, not yet. Uh, there's still a lot of growth to be had, but we trust we've got a pretty good nucleus of young players on this football team. <laughs> it's it's an execution of an onboarding of a vision of a developmental league, and this isn't a developmental league, but we're developing players. So you know, it's uh, if imagine if Walker had only had a torn ACL, what we could have done with that. <laughs> you know, a lot of people now would easily say Damon and Lowry, 
that, you know, Aiden Hutchinson should have been the pick. And I understand that. And the coach and I have talked about that. But really, at the end of the day, it's more important that we fire all those all those defensive coaches and get new guys in here because I'm a really great drafter. And what I do is really spot on. I know what I'm doing. I know I know a football player, Lowry, when I see one. And yeah, maybe this Hutchinson kid maybe been pretty good. And he might have been good here too, you know. But uh, we like Trayvon Walker. And if we can just keep firing the defensive coordinators, uh, then I can just sit here and pretend like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I probably should have taken Hutchinson, but this is the way I talk and this is the way I draft. You know, you just got to live with it, Lowry. Just once, just once. I'd love to see somebody <laughs> step up to a microphone and be like, you know what? I got it wrong. I fucked up, man. Aiden Hutchinson's the man. He's I got, Nick. Got it wrong. He, he, he makes Nick Bosa look just kind of ordinary. The guy's got eight sacks in four games. I picked Trayvon Walker. I, I was looking at a spreadsheet. Uh, I, But at least we got all the defensive coaches fired um, because I don't know what I'm doing. If I had taken Hutchinson, they'd be all be here. But instead, I needed a scapegoat, so they're all, so they're all out of here, Lowry. Should have taken Agent Hutchinson. That's what I would have told you in the afternoon drive down in Jacksonville. And, you know, we moved to Jacksonville because we thought it would be a nicer lifestyle over here. You get much more bang for the buck in Jacksonville. But, unfortunately, Trent Baalke is still making the wrong decisions. The right decision, of course, is to go to a Michi's and try the Minestrone. Oh, the Minestrone is just it's, it's phenomenal. And I tell you, there's a nice – what is that? I believe – Tommy, is that a cannelloni bean? I think that's a cannelloni bean that is in the Minestrone. It's really – Really, really good. It's a beefy bean. You know, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> now. I like to go ahead and add a little. <laughs> a beefy bean. Beefy bean. You know, it's funny. It, I, I told Tom. I told. I told. I told Tate. I, I told Craig. We were, we were all at Amici's and we were having lemon pepper wings, not the atomic, because it burns my mouth. And I told Tate, don't get the atomic. Get spicy. They go mild and spicy and atomic. I like atomic, but it's too spicy. So anyway, we're having the spicy wings, and I said, go, Aiden Hutchinson. How many times did I say Hutchinson over over Walker? Tom, Tom, tell me, Tom, right? Come on. I always knew Hutchinson was going to be the guy. I was driving around San Rafael in my Miata, and I said, Hutchinson, Hutchinson. Miata. The fucking me. I forgot about the Miata. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ralph. Rest in peace, my friend. Uh, Rest in peace. The great great Ralph. Larry, it's been a hell of a year, and we can officially now welcome everyone to football season because we all agreed that football season for the 49ers doesn't begin until they're in the NFC championship game. So welcome to football season, everyone. As a matter of fact, let's take it a step further. You've officially achieved What an awesome, awesome Sunday of football it's going to be. Who's coming out of the AFC game? Chiefs. I agree. Chiefs Chiefs are going to win on the road. Never go against Mahomes. Chiefs, Niners, part two, electric boogaloo. I think we see it in Las Vegas. I hope I'm right about that. I hope Larry and I are doing wake-ups for you, getting cocktails out of our eyes, uh, and, and, and just struggling in mornings in las vegas we'd love to be struggling with you in mornings in las vegas 
Seriously, I mean, we partied our asses off in New Orleans when we had bosses. Now that we're our own bosses, oh my god! Look um, out! I yeah, watch out, watch out. Zachary Kelway, one more super on the way out. He says <laughs> every Forty Nine er wake up. Brought to you by Peyote and Hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, every year with Kyle at head coach and Lynch at general manager is another bite of at the apple. Don't let fans who don't understand coaching and management into your headspace, Damon. So there you this go, Zachary. Very good no advice. Thank you very much, Zachary. Appreciate it. What do you got Appreciate- cooking the rest of the day today, today, Damon? I know it's a big Friday championship uh, weekend Friday. What do you got going? Yeah, well, I can tell you we're going to do uh, – we're going to take some calls. We're going to do a little Sports Phone Friday. America's longest-running, continuously-running Sports Phone show is now exclusively on Damon Bruce Blues. So come on over. We're going to be taking some video chat calls. We're going to be uh, – uh, getting ready. I'm already starting to think about what next week looks like and some big guests that could come down the pipe then. But um, after that, it's uh, th- tomorrow is Jillian's birthday. So we're kicking it into Jillian birthday mode. Uh, we're having a little party for her. So I maybe go to Amici's. I mean, have you thought about maybe? I mean, get the definitely go to Amici's, get her a pie. Uh, you know, you're your lovely wife. You're really in the overachievers club, Damon. I've always said that. Ask her if she'd like to go for a ride in the Miata. Have a great time at Costco, Larry. Everyone enjoy the NFC Championship game, and we will be back Monday morning, 8 a.m., win, lose, or draw, hopefully following a win to get you excited for either the Super Bowl or the offseason. I know which one I would prefer. Larry, thank you. Everyone, thank you. Hit like and subscribe on the way out. Go Niners. Hey, for on my channel today, 1045, uh, Chase Sr. is going to stop by. We'll break down this matchup at 2 p.m. Coach Yak is going to be in the house, and I love Coach Yak. We both have the Niners winning roughly the same, 31. He says 31-21. I'm saying 31-20, uh, 49ers. Um, but tune in 2 o'clock this afternoon for that. And, you know, I'll tell you, yeah, right now, right now, Trayvon Walker doesn't look as good as Aiden Hutchinson, but we're going to go to Amici's. We're going to get up high, and before the afternoon, Trayvon Walker will fulfill his potential. Damn it. (laughs) 